Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy Notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals, just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and we are doing something that we have never done on this podcast. We're having a repeat guest. We are being joined again by Ernesto Segismundo. He was on episode two. He he took a chance on us early, early on in our Super early development. I had no idea the force that was joining my life on that day. <laughs> <laughs> a, a person who Katie kind of knew something about volunteered to come and talk about social media marketing. Oh, dear. And oh, my goodness. Then it just blossomed into a, a great bromance, and we, we bonded <laughs> over terrible movies but and food, <laughs> and food. But welcome back to the show, Ernesto. I am so proud of the both of you. You, guys, have, you guys are just doing amazing things in the world. Therapy Reimagine is one of them. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But But... Because you are our first repeat guest, which makes sense because you were our first guest. So super, super exciting. For the folks who didn't listen to episode two, who are you and what are you putting out in the world? Holy crap, that's a stressful, stressful question. But I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I created filmit.com, which is a videography business where I create specifically promotional videos for clinicians in private practice or group practice. What else do I do? Uh, Pretty much everything. Yeah. So basically, I, I do consulting on marketing specifically for clinicians, you know, get their cycle babble out of the way and just get to the human brand of their messaging. So that's basically what I do. And I, also, I was just going to say, I think there's this other little thing called Cav Academy. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Something like but, but I But I was going to say that I am under the category of now friends with Kurt and Katie. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe you I could have, tell us a little bit about what Cav Academy is, because this thing has blossomed and exploded, it seems like overnight. So what is that? Yeah, so Cav Academy. So uh, a few months ago, I thought to myself, I wanted to provide psychoeducation for the mental health community, um, provide them with CEs and all that stuff, and invite other clinicians to be speakers, right? I, I do a lot of speaking engagements, but I thought to myself, you know what, why don't I focus on the mental health community and incredible speakers and just host these events from different places? Not necessarily the ones that we're so used to, you know, the uh, other conferences that we go in and, 
we get the CEs and then we go home. I thought to myself, why don't I do CEs in places where you can take your family, like vacation spots, hmm, somewhere like, I don't know, Kauai, (laughs) (laughs) right? Places like Kauai, Anaheim, right across Disneyland, and now in South Florida. So Cav Academy basically is a traveling CE provider uh, in places where you can actually take your family and just have fun, go to CEs, classes, and then, you know, network and all do all that fun stuff. So Cav Academy just stands for basically the not the typical conferences or summits that we're so used to as mental health professionals. Tax write-off, right? Totally. One of your most recent ones that we've been at was the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist Summit that Mm -hmm. Katie and I were fortunate enough to talk about all of the projects that we're doing on and exhibiting there. This, This has an energy to it that's really amazing and is really just kind of for that, what kind of clinician would you say is is really stepping into this? You know, when I first figured out um, what the not your typical psychotherapist really stands for, I had a client that came up to me once and said, you know, you're not the typical therapist that I'm used to. And I thought to myself, wow, I surround myself with, you know, Katie, like you and Kurt, are doing podcasts, who are doing so many other things outside of their therapeutic setting. And so, you know, we come across a lot of therapists out there who are play therapists, who are outside of the norm of what play therapists are, right? We've got musicians who are therapists and they're utilizing their music into therapy and you guys are doing podcasts, right? So these are some of the fun things that you guys are, are doing that are just so not so typical, right? And the typical therapists are basically ones who just lock themselves in their office and do the same thing over and over and again. But the, but the, but the not your typical psychotherapist is one who steps outside of the norm, outside of the box of what we believe and what we were taught to be in grad school, which is the how do you feel kind of therapist. But we are the, the directive. We are outside of the norm. Um, we are doing things that are outside of the therapy setting. And we're also brave individuals who are just crushing the status quo of what a clinician should be and would be like. So what I'm really hearing, and, and I'm just saying this kind of tongue in cheek, but what I'm hearing is these are people who are doing what hashtag modern therapists do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think before we you, you press record, you mentioned something that's very uh, uh, interesting is that I think this is a reason why we all are attracted to each other is because we don't fit that mold. We yes. may have different names, right? But we just don't fit that mold. So yours, Therapy Reimagine, you know, modern therapist, hashtag modern therapist, and not your typical psychotherapist, we're all the same on the same boat. We are all the same. We've come together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that we move into this space and there's there's the people who are super excited about it. And then there's the people who say you can't do that. The haters. There are haters. so many haters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Haters T- tell be. us tell us some haters stories. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to go into detail uh, w- with it, but you protect know, protect the innocent or the protect no, the No, because he that. recognizes that this is only a 30 minute episode. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know, I, I, I've come to realize that when I was doing something different, like for instance, 
um, when I started promotion, doing promotional videos, I had many people going, well, you can't record this. You can't say that. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> you just know, shut up. Just, uh, just go ahead and do it. Uh, and then if there's, there's something that you need to delete, well, delete it, right? So that's one. I experienced that like a few years ago doing filmit.com because therapists are not supposed to be in front of a camera and marketing themselves on social media and using videos, right? That's unethical. Yeah. You're diluting the profession and all of that stuff. So that's one. So the haters are actually, I appreciate them a lot. And because it helped me to understand my own fear, my own insecurities, my own fear of being vulnerable with other people, because I've noticed because I am a recovering codependent, anytime someone criticizes me, it hits me to the core. I mean, everybody can say, 10 people can say, wow, Ernesto, you're amazing, but it just takes one person to say, Ernesto, you're horrible and you're doing things wrong. And I listen to that individual. And so I notice that many of us clinicians are the same, right? People tell Absolutely. us, we're, right? We tell, we, we, we are amazing. We're all of these things. And we just need one person to just derail us. And we believe all that crap. So the not your typical psychotherapists also have this sense that they've experienced shame and trauma in a way from other professionals in the field, which is a shame, like Kurt and I had a, a conversation of, uh, maybe a few weeks ago about how we want to be advocates for everyone. But sometimes when you become an advocate or an ally for people and you do it and they're still not satisfied, right? So I create a conference that I believe in my heart that is going to be doing good for, uh, for the mental health profession. But there are just some who just are not happy and we'll pick and choose or nitpick all of these other things that I'm not doing instead of just being in the moment and just network and have fun, right? So any of the conferences that I do is basically with that type of energy that you can come and you have an idea. We're not going to shame you. We're just going to go ahead and see how it's going to work for you, just like Therapy Reimagined. That took a way more serious turn than I was expecting here. <laughs> <laughs> But to to put this into a, a little bit of context is when we were at the Not the Typical Psychotherapist Summit and having put on an event before, there's just kind of this experience that you go through that unless you've gone through it, you don't know quite all of the little nuances that go along with it. Mm -hmm. And I, in support and in my joking relationship with Ernesto, leaned over to him and said, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your, your schedule of speakers and I'm offended. <laughs> I don't know what I'm offended about yet. I will find something. I'm just <laughs> offended until I find something. And it just speaks to kind of this, when, whether it's putting on a conference, whether it's doing anything entrepreneurial, of finding that that area of support or, or really following through on your mission and having somebody tell you it's wrong, it's not complete enough, you you only did that 90% well and that's not 110%. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, setting this ever-moving goalpost for really being able to push some of the boundaries there. And I think that that's, you know, really something where Ernesto spoke about this a little bit earlier of when you do move into this entrepreneurial space. Other entrepreneurs can be some of the absolute best people to fall in line with because of the amount of support that it takes and to also be able to lean to each other 
for that kind of support and that level of vulnerability that you know that they understand. Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate up front. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Yeah, it really takes a very thick skin because when you put yourself out there and you have a big vision, and I think that's part of the other aspect of not your typical psychotherapist is they have a vision beyond themselves sitting one-on-one or one-on-two or three in a therapy room. Like it's, it's pulling yourself out of the therapy room, pulling yourself in front of some sort of audience. It could be small audiences. It could be global audiences, but you pull yourself out of that space and to do it well you have to be authentic. You also have to be uniquely you. Mm-hmm. And that is so vulnerable. And so you have to have such a thick skin because when people are coming at you saying you're doing it wrong, they're actually saying you are doing it wrong because it's you who are putting yourself out there. And I think when you're talking about the codependent, you know, and of course our listeners didn't see it, but I was nodding my head and like, yes, I totally understand. Like the one negative comment, the one person that pushes back can completely derail you. If you don't know what to do with that, you consistently keep putting yourself back in the front. You consistently be continue to be yourself. You consistently say, Hey, I am actively working to not argue or listen to haters right now. I guess more to get to an actual question here, how do you do that? Because I think there's so many of us that have these big visions, this big passion because of the things that have happened to us, because of the things that make us vulnerable. And so how do you, how do you let go of those haters? Yeah. Well, you know, some of the things that I've learned from the two conferences that I've done, the 2019 a uh, Kauai sheet for therapist, which ended up with 160 clinicians from all over the U.S. on a small island on Kauai, and the not your typical psychotherapist, where we ended up with 130, I believe, and I was just expecting 80 uh, to attend that. Right? What I've learned from understanding all of this uh, and doing all of this is that I should not be a person for everyone. Because if I try to be someone for everyone, that means I stand for nothing. Right. And so what I totally believe in is that when I, and you, you, you and I know this, that a brand should attract and a brand should repel. And when I understood that concept, that everything that I do, it's okay for me to be fired by people. It's okay for people to say, I am not going to that conference because A, B, and C, right? Hey, it's okay. 
and I'm okay with myself. And the more I understand that, and I'm not there yet. Okay, I'm not there fully to understand this, but I'm almost there that when I understand that I'm not for everyone and it's okay, but if you try to be uh, this all fully inclusive individual that just accepts everyone and then you become a chameleon and you become, you placate, right? The, the whole Virginia sits here, the placator, you're one person to another, another person, and then next thing you know, you lose yourself. The not your typical psychotherapist movement is all about the person that says, you know what, I'm okay to be myself and I'm okay if you don't like me. I'm okay if you don't like the things that I'm doing, but I'm going to have integrity and I'm going to stick to my values. And that's where I am. Lo and behold, sold out both conferences because of that philosophy. I don't even preach about it, but I think it resonates with a lot of folks. In our experience, and I'm fairly confident that you've had a similar experience is that the people who really grasp onto this are, are phenomenal. And in scaling a, a message like this, that there's kind of the energetic entrepreneurial people who, who do this. There's obviously the, the people that are, you know, the haters that are never going to be open to this kind of message, but there's a, a third group there who hasn't thought that this is even an option yet. Mm-hmm. How are we really going to help make this more and more embedded in the field when there's kind of this forced choice of like sit with the cool kids and, or you know <laughs> be be a blank slate? I love that question because I think it goes to show that when we continue to keep doing this, so therapy reimagined, the not your typical psychotherapist summits, all of those things, the people who attend that they will experience it. And then when the experience is, when, when people get excited, they talk on social media, right? They become vulnerable. They, we, there is a social proof to what we're doing. It's not just you go to the conference and then you go home. They actually talk about it on social media. And so to answer your, your, your question, Kurt, I think it's seeing it on social media, the videos, the selfies, the, my, my life has changed because of this. And also seeing... Uh, people changing in their businesses where they're trying new things. They go, you know what? Kurt and Katie did this. I think I'm going to do it. And then they're successful at it, right? Ernesto did this and I, I'm, I'm going to try it. And then they're successful in it. And so other people are watching that. And then they go, you know what? I went to a therapy reimagined conference and I learned this and I met this person and I was so inspired. And then they take that home and they, they multiply what the conference has ever thought imagined would be. They take it home, and then next thing you know, people are understanding, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, and it's okay. And you know what, they're still alive, they're doing their thing, <laughs> people are attacking them, but they're just doing their thing, and I'm going to do it myself. So a long answer, Kurt, to your question is just that, just be authentic, just be yourself, and show it off on social media, show it off with other people, because that is contagious. Well, you're really describing a grassroots movement. And I think both both you and I and Kurt and I, all three of us, whatever, however, you know, we want to say it, all of us have said this is not just an individual experience. This is a movement. This is not just you're going to change your individual behavior. It's as a group, we're going to change the profession. We're going to open up the possibilities. And to me, that is exciting. And I think that it's I love this idea that it's contagious. Because I think 
in a good way, I think that when something is contagious, it can be, it can grow exponentially. And I think in looking at how the typical psychotherapists or the old school type psychotherapists have done the work, it has continued to keep stigma mm-hmm. as a part of it, keep therapists hidden in the shadows, silence therapist voices. And we have, I think, some of the best perspectives on humanity of anybody. And so being able to say, hey, get out there, live your truth, be yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, be not typical, be (laughs) modern, you know, how, whatever, you know, the language is so similar, but not, there's, there's differences, but we're all, we all love each other. But I think there's this piece of, of, saying it's okay to stand up. And I think with the political divisiveness that's happened in the world, I think with the the awareness that has popped up, this type of empowerment is so needed because yeah. I think therapists have been squashed, yeah. especially those that are not typical, right? Those of us who actually want to be in front of the camera or behind the microphone or on a stage, like those of us who really have those big messages being empowered to do this the right way is super exciting. Yeah. And you know, there's two things that I, that I realized from the not your typical psychotherapist and the therapy reimagined. We are all different in our approach and the not your typical psychotherapist and the modern day therapist, they say to themselves, you're different. I'm different. And it's okay. Let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate it, right? And then, I mean, you look at it. You guys have some of my, uh, we both share some of the sponsors. Yes. Uh, people that have come to um, uh, Therapy Imagine last year came to Not Your Typical Psychotherapist. And now they're also going to Therapy Reimagined, vice versa. So they're yeah. seeing these two. It's so, it's crazy to it's see super that. Fun. It's fun to go, hey, are you going to South Florida? Are you going to Kauai? Yeah, I'm also going to the therapy reimagine. I just talked to somebody last night going, Oh, I'll see you at therapy reimagine. I notice you're talking. And these people came to Kauai, uh, not your typical psychotherapist. So they it's not about it's not about the hey, I just finished my CEs and I'm done. It's about I want to be there. Yep. <laughs> because they make me feel me. They're me. This is probably the first time that I've had this conversation out loud. So this is this is Kurt's internal thoughts now being shared with two of the oh, people no. that I generally share these right? Trigger warning, everyone. This is Kurt's <laughs> brain spilling out. Well, I, as I was listening to Katie's last point, I was thinking about, you know, kind of moving into this this online social media place. And I've been to a couple of Ernesto's workshops in other environments where he's talked about bringing mental health messages out as professionals. And he does a great job in those workshops. But I think what really is wait hold on you you guys are recording that one right because kurt just gave me a good compliment it was a genuine genuine compliment yeah and i'm sure this is going up on social media as a testimonial thank you thank you but i think part of the permission that we have as professionals to move into this space is that we are seeing clients posting about going to therapy and about their own mental health issues. There's memes about depression and anxiety. And in certain communities, there's memes about suicide in kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of way that addresses that it's okay to talk about mental health. And when we look at modernizing what we do as professionals, it's responding to what people in the marketplace are doing as well. And it's not just by the book. We're not just hanging a literal shingle outside of a door 
were not, you know, just kind of skulking away in the back areas of doctor's offices to talk about 1970s problems, but that, (laughs) well, I, I mean, I've had a couple of sessions recently where clients have said, I messed up on on Instagram and now there's, you know, 700 posts of people calling me out on something that I think that they just misinterpreted me that as social media is both a medium for people to express this kind of stuff, but an area where they get in trouble with it too, that this is an area where we as professionals can model from the professional end that this is good conversations to be having. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the way to go as far as understanding how we all can come together. We all can come together as far as trying to figure out what is good for our profession, because social media can bring us so close together, but it also can pull us apart, you know, and it's so easy to be so brave in front of the screen and not have that one-on-one conversation. And it's, it really does when you get attacked on social media, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good, nope. <laughs> especially when you know that you're doing something good, right? You're you're on this this idea that oh my gosh, everyone's gonna love what I'm doing. Nope. Once you got that negative chain going, it it, it sparks that negativity within other people, and then they they start losing themselves in that type of quote unquote discussion. Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a mob mentality that happens on social media pretty fast. And I think to, to Kurt's point... If I was a therapist who was doing nothing on social media and I didn't even have a Facebook or I didn't have an Instagram and a client came to me with those issues, I would have no idea. And I think being able to model for them as well as to be able to understand implicitly what it's like to be attacked or what it's like to be vulnerable in that space is critical for our work as modern therapists. I don't think that we can hide from it, and I don't think it's a- appropriate to hide from it. I think w- when we don't have that kind of understanding of how we are interconnected as a society at this point, there's the personal, the online, there's all that. But I think if we don't have that understanding, we're missing such a huge portion of what our clients are dealing with, and we're really out of touch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm loving this conversation because it brings up a lot of, you know, what I've been through on social media because I'm just, I'm just so out there, you know, uh, and I try my you best to definitely know what you eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And my murderous dogs. Mm-hmm. Murderous dogs. Yeah. <clears throat> so those are some of the things that, you know, I, I've experienced myself. I, I would never want to do things to other people the way that, was done to me on social media. And I know I'm, I'm talking in a lot of codes here and people are probably wondering what the heck just happened when my book comes out. Some of you guys will know, <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail, but there, there were just some people that, you know, what the heck, I'm just doing something good. And you guys are being really mean right now. And, 
that's not the type of brand or identity that the mental health community should have, right? We should celebrate the things that we're doing differently. And you know what? If you have a problem with it, maybe send an email. Maybe do private message, but don't start a mob mentality going this, this is because it just empowers the negativity within all of us. That was actually my question is I think that as, as entrepreneurs, as modern therapists, we do want to make sure that we're paying attention to our market. We want to pay, we want to make sure that we're getting feedback. And I think that there is a, a line between calling something out and actually affecting change. And so I like this idea of, you know, private message, email, that kind of stuff. At what point is it fair game to call us out? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I just don't know. I know if I get activated by a post and I get incredibly offended, I'm okay with... The thing is, when you send an email or a private message or even a text reprimanding the other person or just saying, hey, I felt uncomfortable, that's more powerful than shaming them on Facebook. Because when you shame someone on Facebook or call them out, oh, call them out on Facebook, some people can interpret that or the person who wrote that can interpret that as shaming. And when you shame someone, someone, they shut down. They don't hear what you're trying to say. They're not, they don't hear the, can you please change your, your, your mindset on this or your post on this? What they're hearing in their head is, F you. I'm going to continue <laughs> to do that. I'm going to, when you shame someone on Facebook or social media, you're driving their ignorance if that post was ignorant. Uh, and one of the things that, that we run into, and I'm certain that you do too, is kind of the, the one star reviews with no, no, yes. no explanation. Yeah. <laughs> where, where I, I, you know, this is kind of something where I've, I've grown to where it's like, okay, if that's, if that's people who it's just like, they're not on our message, then I'm absolutely fine with that. The, if there's a constructive criticism in there, leave that. If you're, you know, commenting and, and rating us, you know, that's great, you know, and please do, you know, for our listeners, wherever you listen. <laughs> um, but it's something where if there is a constructive criticism there, that approach it with that, that mm-hmm. it's not something where you're going to make any sort of headway just by leading off with shame. Right, right. Well, and I think it's kind of the indignance or the offendedness, I don't know what the right, the offense, you know, kind of taking taking offense, feeling indignant. I think the the emotions are very high all of a sudden. And so, and if we think about social media, granted, if there is audio or video, there's a little more chance to understand, but even like a mistaken word or reading something wrong, I feel like people will quickly go to go on the offensive and go to that kind of indignant, righteous place of how dare you? I even got a shame on you the other day. And it's like, you didn't actually read what I wrote. Mm -hmm. You you wrote, you read one piece of it and you also didn't listen to the attached media. And it's like, I get that you're trying to say something and, and defend something, but 
don't immediately go to that place where it's like step away from the keyboard for just a second and take a breath. And I think that's the part where it's it's hard to take in because it doesn't feel helpful at all. Yeah. It's a one star review without any any context. It's just negativity coming at you without any like I am very self reflective. Anyone gives me feedback, I am going to dig into it and really try to understand right. it. And there's there was a there's a point at time and we all shared a, a, a table at Evolution of Psychotherapy and the two of you are like, Katie, stop it. Like I am so willing to kind of keep going to try to understand and sort it out. And so if somebody comes to me with basically what I see as ignorance of like you are just responding to what you think I'm doing, mm-hmm. not what I'm actually doing. Yeah. It's it's hard because it's like okay did I did I say it wrong did yeah. I, do, I think you can get caught mm-hmm. in that that inner critic and that that kind of spiral of that one voice that may have nothing to do with anything oh yeah suddenly has me wanting to change what I'm doing and it's just awful yeah and you know th- th- that's power of projection right some people just project their own stuff on the things that we do on social media and that's what I warn about in in being so open on social media and so active on social media as people project their stuff onto you. Like a few weeks ago, I posted uh, a thing about my, my story of my family. You know, my, my grandfather worked in the cane fields on Kauai. My, my father was a dishwasher. My mom was a housekeeper. And, you know, I didn't demand fairness on being successful in my businesses because I believe that I could. It was. It had nothing to do about my skin color or my immigrant status. Nothing. And lo and behold, I get a private message and an email saying, "Hey, I saw that post, and that was pretty insensitive to those of us who are not privileged to where you're at." I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. So I just have to say, okay, you know what? I'm sorry that that, that you you saw it that way, but I was talking about my story. I don't know what your story is, and um, I just hope that you don't project that onto mine. And you can always press the unfriend button anytime you want to unfollow. So, I think the the real takeaway of this is having haters is a growth step, mm-hmm. and that sometimes it can really be you know kind of a, a sign that you're moving on a right path. You, you do need some self-reflectivity in order to really make sure that you're on the right path and there's not just a whole bunch of people waving you off of a wrong path. But, <laughs> but you know, the the working title of this episode is You've Got Haters, That's Good. Congratulations, you have haters. There yes. we go. Yes. <laughs> Be you. Other than at the Therapy Reimagined 2019 conference where you're doing a very special lunchtime ticketed workshop, where can people find out more about you and your work? Obviously, you can see me on social media, Facebook. I'm always, I'm always active on Instagram and uh, Facebook. You, Katie, you were going to say something. <laughs> I was just going to say everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And true. Just look up Ernesto. <laughs> that, that's that's very true. Uh, maybe my dogs will come up when you Google me. I, I don't know. But yeah, you can always find me on social media, Facebook. I, I do a lot of engagement where because I, I love connecting with other people, Facebook is one where I'm big on social media branding. And I do believe that that connecting with other clinicians out there is the best marketing I can ever do. You know, I don't market too much. 
of of the things that I'm doing. It's I'm just marketing myself. That's it. And then there's also like filmit.com and Cav Academy and all that good stuff. We'll just link to it in the show notes. So just go over to mtcpodcast.com and we'll we'll just put all your links for you. So there you go. You're a marketer that doesn't like to tell people where to find you. <laughs> and he will be the one that shows up in our show notes as a guest two times before, any, before anybody else does, including Ben Caldwell. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the two-time uh, special gold star, Ernesto. He, he's making it to the two-time sole founding member of the two-time. Wait, how, how many did how many did um, Ben? Ben so has Ben's, Ben's on the solo tour. Oh yes, I'm gonna rub that in. Okay. <laughs> Ernesto is the founding member of the two-time guest club. Um, goodbye, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> So our show notes will appear at mtsgpodcast.com. We've talked about the Therapy Reimagined Conference throughout this episode. You can find out all sorts of information about that. Our schedule, our speakers, all of the fun stuff that's going along with that. We have a couple of days. Simple Practice has done such a wonderful job in supporting us. They're taking care of all of the CE stuff for us. That's like master's level clinicians from all over the country Simple Practice will take care of you if you come in and do our workshops. So that's October 18th and 19th in Los Angeles. And until next time, we're the three best friends, Kurt Whithelm, Katie Vernoy, and <laughs> Ernesto Segismundo. Aloha. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code MODERN gets you two free months.